This program is an experiment, an exploration. It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes. The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works. Hey, everyone. Tis the season. Yes, a very merry Christmas to all of our loyal Warehouse 11 listeners who have been with us through all the good and bad times. I mean, I don't think there have been bad times uh, recorded. Well, we only record five. Well, sure. Of course. So this is episode number 63. And last week we started the show with a Chris Lake track, and so we might as well keep the trend going. The new EP called The Answer that Chris Lake and Armin Van Helden produced is out now everywhere, four tracks, but I think there's one standout track out of the four. Oh, they're all great. They're all all great, but I think we both agree on this one coming up. Yeah, so this is the second track on the EP and it's called Feel So Good on Warehouse 11. Feel so good. I 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 feel so
Replies and the song is called Hold Up Warehouse 11. Uh, By the way, we do this every Thursday night on Electric Force Radio, 10 o'clock east or west, or you can listen to the podcast wherever you get those things uh, or links at warehouse 11.com. Them damned old casting (laughs) machines.
<laughs> I saw someone launched a new podcast series called Wherever You Get Your Podcasts, and I oh, thought that's pretty that's fucking brilliant. Like, why didn't I think of that first? Wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's Good perfect. Any okay. idea what they do? Like, what the content I, is? I think it was one of the, uh, like content marketing oh, yeah, like yeah. newsletters that I follow so it was very fitting that they would use that but excellent yeah, funny nonetheless okay so launching in January and I'm not totally sure how long this is going to be an option for folks but Southern California is going to be home to Insomniac's newest venture called the Electric Mile and when I first saw this, I thought maybe it was going to be like a 5K That's exactly race. what I thought. Yeah. And in fact, I perhaps there was something even called that in the past or something like it, Glow Mile or whatever, mm-hmm. Electric 5K, whatever it may be. But this is not that. This is like Christmas for ravers in that it's a drive-through display that is going to essentially exhibit all that Insomniac has to offer. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, definitely something I don't think has ever been done before for the dance music community, per se, anywhere else in the world. No, and uh, this reminds me of a conversation that Kent and I had uh, a few months ago off podcast. We were talking about the lack of blending between dance music and and the holidays like hard blending and this is almost exactly perfect because i think of so many areas around the midwest that have those drive-through displays yeah this is yeah perfect apparently i didn't even know this until i read this little blur but the whole thing synchronized uh musically pasquale curated it so i had no idea yeah but that's nice. Yeah, I think they're adding details kind of like as they mm-hmm. go along, but it's it's a uh, it's supposed to open on January 1st, which I think is kind of nice because it's like as the holiday drive-through displays end, mm-hmm. this begins. So if you, you know, missed out on those opportunities, this is sort of like the next thing, but it's supposed to travel through seven unique worlds of Insomni- Insomniac festivals like EDC, Beyond Wonderland, Nocturne <laughs> Nocturnal Wonderland, Escape, uh, Countdown, and I guess that's seven. I don't, I don't know if that's seven. One, two, three, four, counting. five. So there's two that are unnamed so far, uh, but complete with lasers, disco balls, light up mushrooms, a warehouse rave that we're curating, and yes, and us. much, much more. Um, five hundred different stunning art installations and five million lights which I think is funny because theme parks mm-hmm. like Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri advertise like 6.5 million lights and they start putting these up in July Oh man! and it's like this big ordeal and it takes forever and Insomniac swoops in and is like you know what guys we just pulled together this idea and we're just gonna do it in three weeks from now and we're gonna put five million lights Easy. up and 500 installs and it's totally fine we're just <laughs> pulling it out of our warehouse like we already had all this stuff so we just thought we'd kind of put it up and do this it's very thing then. So it's very then. it totally is and it's always impressive when they do it and you know you know it's gonna be good mm-hmm. is the thing like it's not gonna be like many shows and festivals I've been to and seen in 
particularly in the Midwest area, that are they lack a lot on the production side. Um, but you know that this this won't. I, I think interestingly, they say that it's a one hour experience, mm-hmm. which is not what normal drive-throughs are like. No. Those are like. 15 minutes tops Very if you drove quick. the slowest possible. Yeah, so um, I don't exactly know how long it is. However, I remember reading somewhere that the speed limit was three and a half miles per hour. So that would make me believe that it's three and a half miles yeah. worth of content. Um, but you have to stay in your car and... You up to um, eight people per car. All Which, I mean, that's that's a pretty good amount. I mean, value-wise, really, really good. Because what, yeah. what I'm seeing here on their uh, electricmilefund.com site, tickets start at mm. 70 bucks a car, and you get up to eight people in a car. So that's... Yep. Yep. So I think it the prices depend on the time of day and mm-hmm. the day of the week. And so you have to you know purchase accordingly. And I assume they're only available online but yeah you can get them at that website actually i'm now that i read the stats it's it there's somewhere it mentions a mile and a half so there's some mm, discrepancy there (laughs) and uh, the only way to fully find out is to experience it for ourselves um but i think when i initially looked at the website for tickets it was just through maybe mid mid-February or something like that, or maybe not even that long. But I I imagine if they're going to go through the trouble of setting all this up, they're going to try to keep it open as long as they can. Especially because California is starting to lock stuff down right now, and people who are traveling there are supposed to quarantine and all this kind of stuff. So maybe difficult if you're out of state. Um, But Santa Anita Park is the location for this, which is... I don't exactly know where that is, but somewhere in the greater Los Angeles area. Warehouse and 11, so far, the facts. so yeah, so far the parking raids that they're doing in San Bernardino are still happening as scheduled. Mm-hmm. So far, so we'll we'll see how things go as California continues to sort of tighten things up. Okay, let's hop back to music. This is Ramba Stick along with Tube and Burger, and it's called Rom Tube on Warehouse 11. Oh, 
nothing can save you. That's uh, Clan Gloss. Except darkness. <laughs> nothing can save you except accept yeah, darkness. Accept, which, not accept. There was confusion over this because I thought it was saying, like, the only thing that can save you is darkness. But in fact, it is that nothing can save you and you must therefore accept yeah. the darkness with it. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Completely different things. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. It is different. So we were also joking that that's very 2020 holiday show appropriate. Yeah, we're do- this is the 2020 holiday special, and we're just going to play the darkest, uh, most depressing stuff. So happy 2020. <laughs> Which is not how we started the show at all. That was a very <laughs> that was not the happy tune. But we're going to mix in some some darkness for the holidays. Um, Big news. Speaking in the of darkness. Front. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's Star uh, Wars news time, ladies and gents. Our our obligatory. I can't even Holy say that word. Obligatory. That that <laughs> word. Yeah. Our obligatory Mandalorian segment. What do you mean? You guess? That's definitely it. Obligatory. Obligatory. I, yeah, that that way. God. <laughs> Disney announced a lot of Star Wars stuff. That's what I was going to say. Uh, well, they announced a lot of stuff yeah, in general. Just like from just regular shows are coming to Disney Plus and movies. Really, a lot of it's for Disney Plus. Like they're finally giving us a reason to keep our subscriptions active. Um, well, and increasing the price. Yeah, another but, another dollar. There you go. Right. But this is what happens. I know. This is how they get you. And it's like what Netflix did back in the day when it used to be you know, just I don't remember how much it started with, but now it's just outrageous. I know. Well, Netflix is like the premium. Like you really, you got to shell it out right. to get on that one. But <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. Really, the honestly, there's so much new series announced. I don't want to go through all of them, but I do want to say the two that I'm excited for: uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. He's getting a spinoff, mm-hmm. and Ewan McGregor is back, right. and Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Big news there. Which and, is uh, shocking. I know. To me. I. I. I guess I don't even quite understand the economics behind Disney Plus and how they're making this work because even with millions of subscribers, it is just seven dollars mm-hmm. a month. And how are you? I guess I guess I'm wondering how much money they're having to take from, you know, other project oh. income to inject into this. Is it what they would consider a loss leader? At this point, I would say absolutely something that's actually making money. Yeah, me not knowing anything about how they run their business, I'm going to say as a professional, they absolutely are just taking the L on that one. Well, I I guess this is true of most things mm-hmm. like Spotify, all these streaming services, or just tech things normally just lose millions of dollars, and so when their stock price increases it's because they lost a little bit less yeah, money yeah. this year still in the red however <laughs> looking at we you we only lost three billion dollars looking at you movie pass oh yeah oh man what a time well it's a good thing they went out of business when they did because they'd be totally screwed now <laughs> oh my god like just overnight they would have had to turn off their offices sheesh Okay, so did they say that there were 10 new Star Wars shows? I believe so, yeah. Um, this is this is in, in one year? In a year. They're trying to put, pump them all out like as soon this as is possible. This is 
insane. It's asinine, if you ask me. I don't know. Like that's. I almost feel smothered by. There's too much content. That number. It's too much. Ten. It's like a new series every month, almost. Pretty it's much. A lot. And, that, and that, so they announced. Excuse me. All these new series, and then uh, went ahead and just threw in two more movies. And we didn't get a whole lot of news on those, except that one's directed by Taika Waititi, and that w- the other one is uh, Rogue Squadron, which is based on a video game. But like, ten series—that's mm. a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, to it's a lot. With. But as I've been telling people, I now have a reason to like maintain a Disney Plus subscription because honestly, sure. it was touch and go for like the last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, right. Except for Mandalorian time, and that's like a month and a half out of the year. Which I guess next year it's gonna it's gonna debut on Christmas, as opposed to end mm. on Christmas. So, but I mean, I, I apparently we're going to have no shortage of Star Wars <laughs> to missing feast it. upon. Yeah, um, but I just love how Disney Plus comes out of somewhat nowhere and just like plops its baseball bat sized dick <laughs> on the table and is like, "Here to play." Here it is. We're fucking owning the streaming war. Yeah, you know, which I also saw an ad for a discovery streaming yes. platform. So I, it just never ends. Now there's just we're we're Peacock is new. Uh, we are wrapping back around to just paying for cable. Like we are getting yep. to the point of like that bill yep. is now going to equate. It totally is. Uh, oh well. And, oh well. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna how well that's going to work for some of these streaming services though. I mean, with people that spread out. Oh, someone's going to get lost in the mess. I I think Peacock already did like Peacock. Who, who has that? Who pays for that? Yeah. And I mean, what's going on with Hulu? Like, are they possibly being sold off? Well, rolled into, I'm not sure. I I do know that a majority of Hulu is owned by Disney. So I imagine Disney's like trying to hold on to that. So they could, I thought I saw something about, they they have plans for it though, like they're rolling it into Disney Plus, or they're selling it off, mm. or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I got that mixed up with something else, but either way, I, I, there's something in the works there. So, yep, that's your Disney slash Star Wars slash Mandalorian news update for this week's episode. Let's hop back to music. This is DLMT, not to be confused with DMT because there's an L in the name as well. (laughs) The song is called Elevate on Warehouse 11. and elevate.
Dances with White Girls, and the song is called What's the Move. I think the move is to subscribe to Warehouse 11 on whatever podcast provider you prefer and leave us a nice, that's pleasant what, review. That's what I was going to say. I think the move more yeah. so is leave us a nice review and tell us uh, what your favorite part of the show is and who you like more, me or Kent. Go ahead and vote now. <laughs> Be sure to include that in your review. It is very <laughs> important information for us and all of our fellow listeners to know. Uh, so New Year's Eve is shockingly upon us. We're almost done, guys. We're so again. close. And the live stream announcements are starting to roll in. Um, the one that I've seen the most so far is a Beatport... New Year's Eve 2020 live stream that is on Thursday, December 31st. 20 hours of streams Ooh. across 15 different time zones. It starts at 7 a.m. Eastern time, which is 12 noon GMT, which makes sense because most of these folks are European-based. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, actually all over the place. Carl Cox is from Melbourne. Honey Dijon is from Berlin. Jamie Jones from Miami. Nastia from... It says Odessa. And I don't know, <laughs> like, where, what Odessa it's referring to. Obviously not the musical group Odessa, but the, the boys. city. 
Yeah, uh, Nicole Medaber from Barbados. That's interesting. I didn't. I wonder if she's from there or she's just happens is going to happen to be there over New Year's. But anyway, Toki Monsters is from LA. Patrick Topping is doing the stream from Newcastle. And there's a bunch of other people in uh, smaller text here from uh, Shanghai and Calgary, Tokyo, New Delhi, London, Dubai, and uh, places that I've never even heard of. So check that out. 20 hours of what appears to be very house and techno focused very live streams on brand over yeah over on beatport and it's sponsored by absolute because at the very bottom it says to please drink responsibly <laughs> which no one will be doing I'm on new say, year's eve this is my home i'll do what i want here's an interesting thing that i struggle with every year when this rolls around but is it new year's eve 2020 or is it new year's eve 2021 because yeah and that's what i mostly agree with but i see a lot of things marketed as new year's eve 2021 i don't know which is tough because it's like new year's eve happens in 2020 new year's day is 2021 so technically the event normally spans both Mm-hmm. Days and years, so I guess really we should just say New Year's Eve 2020 2021. I don't know. <laughs> I'll see you next only... year. <laughs> 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 classic, classic. Uh, um, and uh, Marquee in Vegas is doing an interesting live stream thing. It's it's like not just a stream from the club, but they have all these other curated like. Um, classes and stuff that they're including on like how to properly make hors d'oeuvres and mixology and stuff like that and so you could you can basically buy a party box that includes like the items that you need to participate in these classes and it also has champagne or you can add on liquors and stuff like that so you can create and i think it has party hats and Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that so you can have your own vegas style there you go New Year's Eve celebration, but at home. So kind of a cool spin on something different than just like a traditional. Thank you, Marjorie. Yeah, Very so. Thoughtful. And so far, Vegas is still going to have you know their bars open. We think for New Year's Eve. I don't know how much. I mean, I guess a lot can change in the next two weeks or so um uh, but so far everything is gonna remain open there and i'm sure we'll see more new year's eve announcements from insomniac and other event promoters over the next just trying few to days. sneak them in last minute because isn't insomniac's doing uh dead mouse mm-hmm. from over yeah in person with a park and rave so perhaps they will do a live stream from that show as well, which they do some weekends, but nothing's been officially announced there yet. Okay, let's hop back to it. This is Patrick Berg, more techno to get your techno fix in. The song is called Hope on Warehouse 11.
and apparently a remix of Missy Elliott's Work It on Warehouse 11. We didn't know, actually, going into it. Yeah, I I listened to just a short sample of it, and I thought, oh, I like that, but I didn't know it was going to actually sample the the song, Mm -hmm. so that's a nice little surprise. Throwback to my childhood, I have very distinct memories of working on building a haunted house for this like youth group that mm-hmm. I was a part of what we would do as a fundraiser and that I'm pretty sure it was that song and one other one that I can't remember the name of it but it was like a really similar style or subject matter but the um, name escapes me anyway great stories <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord so on that note thank you for listening to another episode and year of warehouse 11 because i think this is probably gonna be the last one that we have uh, a chance to pull together in 2020 so we're gonna kiss it goodbye bid it farewell 2020 you've been horrible and we won't yep. miss you so can't wait Just to see something your else out the door and we'll never forget you and i was thinking as i was watching like a holiday special last night and seeing everybody wearing masks. I thought we will always know looking back uh-huh. as we see like, you know, stuff recycled that it was from this era. Although there's there's also the possibility that we'll, we'll never really stop wearing masks. That, that like some people will just always wear them from now on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's possible because we've seen this in Asian countries. Say, where it, was, it happens in China. Yeah, Very and especially it's like flu season, you know, like spikes back up every year. Like you might just see people just start, it, it very, make it very normalized per se. So I kind of like it now that I'm used to it because I feel a little stealthy when I'm out in public. 
like especially if I'm wearing a hat and the mask and everything oh. else, I'm like I can I can much more easily ignore people that I know that I don't actually want to talk to. You also straight up said once, you're like, if I just wear this mask in my head, I can go rob a place. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I did whoa, say whoa, that. Whoa. Yeah, it's a lot easier. It would be yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't I I guess I just thought it would be more um I'd be more unsuspecting. People would be like, oh, he's just doing the he's responsible thing. Good on he's him. not coming in to rob me for all the money in my cash drawer. I haven't done that for your information, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a pacifier in social settings yeah, that's in some ways. So anyway, with that's that. that. Okay. Bye-bye. We've got time for one more track. This is Pax along with Gorgon City. The song is called Alive. I'm Kent. And I'm Clayton. And we'll see you next year, suckers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.